Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about everything and anything that is of interest to an embedded engineer, developer, and everything in between. Um, I am here this morning with Hybert Verhoeven. He is a Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Automotive, Mobile, and Emerging Business Segments at Western Digital, who I always refer to as WD. That's not an insult if I say WD, is it, Hybert? Not at all. Good. Okay. So first, welcome, and thank you for joining. Rich, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Okay. We'll see if you still have that same response when I'm done with you. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. So the first question for me, and I've, I've had this debate, if debate's the right word, with other folks in the memory industry. Um, you're responsible for automotive, mobile, and emerging business segments, and I'm not sure what that means. But um, at the end of the day, isn't memory memory? Is there different memory for automotive? Is there different memory for mobile? Is it, or are we just calling it different things so you guys can put it on different line cards? Yeah, and I think Rich, there um, memory is evolving, right? So there are certainly applications where I would say memory is is roughly memory, right? There are uh, pretty basic specs and there are different ways you can address that and it would go across all those segments. If you look at uh, some of the newer developments though, uh, the workloads on that memory and embedded is, is getting pretty complex, right? I'll take an example in automotive where um, you can read in the news that uh, there are automotive implementations of embedded memory where something goes wrong and it may potentially lead to recalls, right? That is purely because the workloads in modern cars is changing so rapidly and it's not just the workload that the OEM, the car manufacturer puts on the car anymore. It's also what you as a driver do with the embedded memory, which is, is evolving very, very quickly. So we optimize there for very different things, right? Endurance is obviously a, a very specific one that the automotive guys care about, but mm -hmm. also the total architecture of how you tie your endpoint NAND flash to a central storage controller that is becoming more and more common in cars is a really, really quickly evolving area. So I'll, I'll let you off the hook a little bit here. Um, when there's a memory failure, is, is it typically the memory that actually fails or is it the software that's written to that memory that's causing an issue? I think it can be both, right? I think obviously our job and, and everybody who makes memory in the embedded space is to make sure that the cases where the memory fails are, are exceedingly rare, right? Um, the amount of memory that goes into all kinds of applications is going up rapidly. And the number of points where memory goes are going up rapidly, right? So all of a sudden you have not a single four gigabyte of memory, but you have 164 gigabyte points of memory. So just the fast number of applications certainly puts more pressure on the quality and the endurance of our memory. Um, software is a big deal, right? If you write to embedded memory, you have to take care of the, um, the specifics of NAND flash. And for certain industries, they're very used to that. For other industries, it's new, right? So we work very closely typically with OEMs to make sure that as they develop their architecture, and also the software stacks that we optimize for the type of memory that they use. And they typically are very happy to, to take our advice and to co-partner on how that is implemented in a bigger system. Okay, so going back to my original question about the different memory types, um, I'm, I'm assuming that something that's mission critical is, is a much more uh, reliable memory than say something that, that's in consumer electronics. Wouldn't it be more efficient from a manufacturing standpoint to just, produce one super efficient memory, or not efficient, one super reliable memory. And, and 
use that across the board for everything rather than have all, all these different types of memory? Or is that too simplistic? And I'm a simplistic guy. Yeah, and I think we like simplicity too, right? If you run big factories that make memory, you would like that to be on something that is as, as, as standard as you can possibly get it. Right. Reality though is that um, you have to make trade-offs, right? Nothing comes for free. So if you want to get at more endurance, you may give up on capacity points, right? You may give up on speed. So what we have done in some of our memory is certainly we give users the flexibility in that same piece of memory to partition between pieces of memory that becomes ultra reliable and high endurance cycles and other pieces of memory that are optimized for high density, right? Because you can imagine that you want the front end to your system that takes the data in rapidly, but in the back end, you can deal with something that takes a little bit more time and you get extra capacity in return. So generally we try to optimize across our segments. Um, we don't always succeed because the requirements are different, but also from an architecture perspective, both memory and software, um, we are looking at things and we are implementing things where the user can actually dynamically partition uh, the memory for the needs. Okay. So now if I put on my security hat, um, are there different levels of security that have to be, um, that are the responsibility of somebody like WD? That's always a tough question, right? Because from our perspective, ultimately- Were you expecting easy questions? I don't know. So far, you were doing pretty well. <laughs> no, Ritz, I think this is a tough this is a tough question because I think um, security is a, is a big hot topic. And it's not just security traditionally, it's also privacy, right? What happens with the data? So from our perspective, um, we certainly work very closely with our OEMs to implement systems that are inherently secure. And depending on the system, those requirements may vary. But ultimately, our OEM is responsible for the full implementation of that system. Now, what we do is certainly we make sure that in our solutions, the ones that we deliver, um, that we have features in there that would make it very hard or impossible to get data off that ship that is not authorized to get off that ship. In some cases, when you talk about embedded memory, traditionally that has been obviously soldered on the board NAND flash, but also like in cars, you see now things come up that are a combination of NAND flash, they are removable form factor M.2, and they are BGA SSDs, right? So all of a sudden, it's not just NAND flash, but you have full flash SSDs soldered to the board. So effectively embedded SSDs. And there certainly you can run more of a software stack to, to enable extra security. It would seem to me that it'd be very easy for the memory supplier to just wash his hands of that and say, well, it isn't our fault. It's a, it's a software supplier who, who, who really put this vulnerability in. Yeah, I think it's easy. The question is who wins in, in the easy route, right? I think the... Um, our OEMs generally value that we don't go in and we say, hey, you know, here's our line card, as you mentioned, right? We go in with our larger OEMs and we say, let's talk about the problem we're trying to solve. And then ultimately, certainly there's the legal question of who is eventually liable for certain things, but typically it doesn't come to that. Typically the question is, if our engineers work with their engineers early on, can you architect a system that is inherently a more secure or better system? And in many cases you can, in many cases you can. So how involved do you get in, into some of these designs? You, you know, sort of going back to my, it's, it's just memory. So how hard could it be to, to put the memory down on the board? How involved do you get in, into some of these designs? It, it varies, right? I think if you bring it back to you said, hey, you know, there's automotive, mobile and emerging and what is, what is emerging anyway, right? So I think if you look at mobile phone manufacturers, they're typically uh, pretty proficient in what they do with memory in their use cases, although those are also evolving. So there we collaborate very closely on the technical specs, the, uh, the the timelines, because they push memory the quickest on new nodes, right? So it's very much nuts and bolts of getting the memory right in time with the right, uh, with the right parameters. 
for automotive, I talked about it there. It used to be that we spend a lot of time and we still do with the tier ones, the guys who build the subsystems. But over the last couple of years, it has been more and more the OEMs who come in early and say, you know, I'm designing my system for cars two years out, but also seven years out. And let's sit down together to talk about both. Seven years from now, what is a car going to look like, right? How is um, self-driving coexisting with ADAS, with black box functionality and with the cockpits, which is essentially an infotainment system, right? So in those cases, we get pulled in early, seven years ahead of time on architectural decisions. And on this emerging stuff, what is it anyway? If you look at VR, which falls in our definition of emerging of IoT, a lot of things are happening there. You have game titles that went from, you know, being a couple of gig now to new game titles being 100 gigabytes. So how do we even get those on the device and how do you do that quickly, right? So that is a very architectural decision. You just answered my last question. So I have no more questions for you. I was gonna ask you about the emerging markets, but uh, um, that answered it pretty well. There you go. And Rich, thank you very much. I mean, we can obviously, we can spend hours on, on any of those topics and I'm certainly passionate to do that in the future with you. I would like to do that as well. Thank you. That was, Herbert Verhoeven, and as you know, he is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Automotive, Mobile, and Emerging Business Segments at Western Digital.